to Walls House. It's me. It's your man. It's your main man. It's old Walls. I'm back with you. Uh, episode number 106, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, got a fun episode coming your way. Uh, before we get there, let's do the, the housekeeping. You guys could please rate, uh, review, subscribe, comment, share on all the all the different channels. Uh, Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Pods. I think Google Pods is actually going away. Um, YouTube, we got the YouTube page. So <clears throat> uh, we got a fun show coming. Got a couple of guests coming. Uh, Bill, the big cat gardener, uh, Matt Johnson, MJ, dearest MJ, here with us. Uh, so they're going to stop in, talk the uh, the fallout of the Packers and the Cowboys, uh, talking some hockey, talking some other things, uh, college basketball, passing thoughts, all the good stuff, all the good stuff here this week. So uh, before I do that, Liquid IV. If you're looking for Liquid IV, I love Liquid IV. I like that it comes in that nice, convenient little packaging. I like that it comes in all different flavors. I'm a Concord grape guy. I like that it's three times the hydration of water alone, twice the number of electrolytes as the leading sports drinks. Uh, they're also all about equitable access to water. They've donated over like 39 million gallons, um, but it's super simple. You get your, your loaf packet, 16 ounces of water, you're good to go. And if you want it for 20% off, promo code OWH is the way to go. So go to the link in the show notes below or go to liquidiv.com. Forgot that for a second. And use promo code OWH. O for old, W for walls, H for house. Promo code OWH, 20% off, Liquid IV. All right, let's get into the show. Okay, uh, day one of NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. Uh, so NFL Saturday... Uh, we had two games going on, uh, not particularly competitive in either one of them. Uh, we start the day with uh, the Texans and the Browns. It starts off like we're going to have a good one. We trade scores early. We trade scores early. It's 10-7. Even the Browns take the lead. And then, whoa, mama, downhill from there. Uh, C.J. Stroud starts balling. Uh, first half, I think he threw for like, Three touchdowns and like 236 or something along those lines. C.J. Stroud fucking arrived yesterday. I know he's been playing good. I know I've talked about him throughout the year. I know we've talked about some big comebacks he's orchestrated. And, and it feels like back-to-back weeks at certain points. But like yesterday, it was like, man, we're fucking here. I'm here. Um, and yeah, 16-21, 274. He barely, barely threw it in the second half. And the Browns' defense is just non-existent. And what a I, – I, again, I don't want to say a coming-out party because I've talked about them throughout the year, but what a coming-out party on the biggest stage they've had in a long time for the Houston Texans. And this is a, a young team. This is a, 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 a rookie quarterback, sorry, a rookie quarterback, a first-year head coach, and they just showed up, man. And then the second half – Joel Flacco and the the old Dave Portnoy cool Joe jokes were going around. Um, I, I saw one. They they happened within two minutes of game time of each other. Uh, pick sixes. I saw one was doing something else around my house. I come back down in the basement and I was like, oh, they they scored again. Or is this a replay? And my wife's like, no, they just scored again. The roommate had to fill me in. She's like, oh no, it keeps it keeps getting worse. Uh, the final was forty five fourteen. So the Houston Texans will advance. Um, I probably should have pulled this up first, but let's pull up a playoff bracket, an NFL playoff bracket to see what we're looking at here. We got two 
uh, AFC games yesterday. So let's let's see how we're looking now. It's going to obviously all come down to what happened with what's going to happen on Monday now, Monday of Super Wild Card Weekend, where the uh, the number two seed Buffalo Bills will play the Pittsburgh Steelers. They were supposed to be getting a ass load of snow today, and it was moved. By the way, while we're on it, I don't have a problem. If you got to get sixty five thousand people into that Bills stadium, and they're whiteout conditions where you can't see, I'm fine. Like I don't care. It, it, move it. And if you've ever been to Buffalo, I've been to Buffalo. It's like on this little hill, and it's just like houses. It's not set up to try and move 65,000 people in there, period, let alone if there's a fucking blizzard dropping two to three inches of snow. I'm good with it moving. And I don't really hate football at 3.30 on a Monday. Not going to lie to you. So, over in the AFC, over in the AFC, let's talk before we talk the playoff picture moving forward. We had the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins. It was cold as fuck. It was negative 10 degrees here this morning. Uh, where I'm at in Wisconsin, down there last night, I think it was like negative four around game time, and then kind of got colder. Everybody just looked cold as shit. I know they said in the pregame that they had basically like 30 to 30. It was like 30 degrees warmer in that stretch because of heaters and stuff than it was outside, which is fucking wild that they can do that. Uh, but, yeah, the Chiefs dominate. it. it that one, I don't know. I don't even know if it ever felt like a game. The Chiefs kind of got out early. If I remember right, I was like half paying attention, half not. Yeah, what happened? Yeah, the, the Chiefs scored first. Again, they get up 10-7 or 9-7 because they missed the extra point. Wait, no. What happened? What happened here? No, the, I'm sorry. They got up 10-7. They kicked two more field goals. Um, and, minute, and Miami did get the touchdown to Tyreek Hill, but that's about it. Like nothing else happened. Uh, not a great game for Chua. 199 yards, 20-40. 2039, sorry. Touchdown and interception. The the Chiefs just showed up, man, and they played better. And they're a well-positioned team to play in the playoffs because they know what they're doing. I know this isn't the greatest Chiefs team. I know it's not the best Chiefs year, but they know how to win in the playoffs. Like, there is something to be said for that. Uh, it was also super cold. The Dolphins don't win games in the cold. I think they're, they've lost their, like, last 10 in games under 40, I saw. So the Chiefs, the Chiefs advance. So we got the four and the three seed. And all oh, the way, by the way, Patrick Mahomes shattered his helmet. Shattered his helmet when, for the longest time, nobody wanted to tackle him. But then they decided they should tackle him. With 11 minutes left in that game, the total yards were Chiefs 390, Dolphins 151. That tells the entire story. Also, Albert Breer was bitching that, like, they were didn't test Mahomes for a concussion after he broke his helmet because they switched up the helmet and there was a giant hole in it. Who cares? Like, they're fine. Like, Mahomes did not seem concussed at all. Like, we don't need to test everybody every second for a concussion. Also, this was a funny one. The Chad Duke show uh, put out a great tweet about the game. The pearl clutching about the coldness in Kansas City tonight from the football movie media has moved way past embarrassing. The reason everyone likes this sport is because they play in shit like this. Does anyone that writes about football actually like football? And then someone replied to it. The only thing sports writers like is European soccer. It's kind of true. Like, I I wonder if, like, all these nerd losers, like, actually like football and, like, actually, like, like the culture. Football's a macho man, dickhead culture. Like, 
it's what it is. And I don't think a lot of I think a lot of sports writers would like to fundamentally remake what it is. But anyway, we're not gonna delve too deep in that. So if everything goes to plan in Buffalo, which I think is gonna happen, the, the Bills beat the Steelers. You're looking at Bills Chiefs, Bills Chiefs in the playoffs in Buffalo this time. In Buffalo, not in Kansas City. Uh the uh unless the Steelers win, then the Texans would go to Kansas City, which would give the Kansas City Chiefs another home game, uh, and the Bills would the Bills would be out. The Steelers would be in Baltimore, and the Texans would be in Kansas City. Sorry. It gets confusing. I, it's, I struggle sometimes. I'm not the brightest. I'm not the brightest. Uh, but, yeah, as it looks, looks like Houston's headed to Baltimore. Uh, Buffalo will host Kansas City. Sign me up for both of those matchups. I am in. Nobody from the NFC has played yet. You have to imagine now that Buffalo and Kansas City is going to be Sunday. Um, might be looking at Sunday night for that if uh, if Buffalo is playing on um, Monday. And then there's going to be two Monday night games. So the, the winner of the, the Eagles-Tampa Bay, you kind of think they're going to play Sunday too. I mean, I can't imagine they're going to flip Monday games to, to, uh, to Saturday games. So, uh, and then you'll have the the Lions and Cowboys and and Packers and Rams all play today. So, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. Also, I have Peacock, so I watched the game. I think there were a lot of people who were like, don't buy Peacock to, to watch the game, and I agree with them. I don't know where I would have fallen if I didn't have Peacock. We've had Peacock. Uh, we watch shows on Peacock. The roommate likes watching The Office. Um, likes watching Parks and Rec. Those are on Peacock. We've had Peacock, so I didn't go out and buy Peacock for this. How many more times can I say Peacock? I'm a Peacock. You got to let me fly. Uh, it's troubling. It's it's worrying. I don't know if troubling is the right word because troubling like insinuates there's actually something to really be troubled by. But it sucks that they're moving games to like be like additional pay services. And then I saw like Clay Travis made a point. If we're paying extra for the game, why the fuck do we have to watch commercials too? Like that's bullshit, but they're double dipping, of course. Um, and there's a lot of people out there. They're like, they're testing the waters on how much they can do this. And if we can get to like a pay-per-view model for, for the playoff games or the Super Bowl. Uh, so that's, that sucks if that's the way it's going. Hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully this is just like a thing they do for like one game a year. And if it's one game, one playoff game a year on Super Wild Card Weekend, I can live with it. The worry is it's going to keep expanding. So, all right, let's uh, let's go on to the next. Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm looking over. We are live. Old Walls House live right now. Post Packer game. But hang on one second. One second. Something's not right. Oh, no. Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh, no. It's stuck. I broke it. I probably was stuck on my chair. <laughs> I got to get my earphones in. Now we're live. Let's go. God, Packers, baby. <laughs> I, just, I just snapped the uh, chin strap. It got tangled up in my... Uh, in my uh, my chair, so we're just going to have to do some maneuvering here. The Green Bay Packers have uh, beat the Cowboys. 
in super wild card weekend. Uh, I've got a uh, noted uh, Cowboys fan, uh, good old MJ here, and the big cat, Bill Gardner, here with me. Uh, first thoughts, gentlemen. Uh, anybody want to lead it off here? Bill, MJ, who wants to take the lead here? Who wants to just give I'll, us the first thoughts? I'll take it, and then I'll let MJ. <laughs> um, went into this weekend already making it to the playoffs, was considering that a win for this team. Didn't expect them to do anything tonight. Um, I think I told both of you guys, I figured Dallas would get up by two scores early, and then it would kind of just be like that the rest of the way. Um, just because this team, the Green Bay team's so young. Um, they've struggled a lot this year, but, I mean, they're hot right now. It's, when it comes to the playoffs, that's kind of kind of way the way it falls sometimes. I hate everything. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna fix my camera here. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it all. Um, I don't even really know what to say. I'm gonna put it back because you guys are crooked now. Um, I don't think I changed anything since he made you crooked. No, it didn't. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know why I'm here. Um, I don't know why I accepted this invite last week, knowing that this was the possibility. Um, I just, it's just disappointed. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I know you guys are longtime sports fans, and it's like you you want to like die and crawl in a hole and cry, but you just have to like make fun of yourself just so you don't go into a deep depression, basically. So that's kind of been my last like hour of my life is just like trying to make jokes, find something funny. It's just bad, man. Like, I don't know. I, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just go, trying to go to the next second, I guess right now. So through all this, like I was kind of not quite on the same level as you, Bill. I didn't quite think it was going to be a two touchdown, like right away. I thought the Packers were going to kind of be in it early. And then sometime around halftime, I was expecting the Cowboys would make a big play, and then all of a sudden, like, the, the second half would start, and the Cowboys would score again. And then it was going to get out of hand. Like, and then the Cowboys were going to be up two scores. I thought the Packers would put up a little fight. They'd come out kind of, you know, nothing to lose, like they did today. And then all of a sudden, you know, the talent and everything else would show up, and the Cowboys would start going away with it. But there was something wrong in Dallas. Like, they just, they were not right. Like, Prescott couldn't find CeeDee Lamb. Dak looked terrible. Um, they were one of the best passing teams on first down all year. And they decided they were going to run it on first down all day today. And, I mean, just all of a sudden, like, things just started happening. And it was like that fucking snowball effect. And well, they the pointed just got going right away. Um, I think... Uh... Olsen was on it like almost immediately. He's like, something is off with CD and Dak. Like something's not right. Yep. Well, they they can't stop the run. It's still a problem. It's been a problem for it's been a problem for years now. And they get into these games, you know, against Green Bay in the past. And I know like the big plays in some of these Green Bay Dallas games have been like Aaron Rodgers, like crazy throws or last second things, but like, in all those games, they've had problems stopping the run. 
the San Francisco game, they couldn't stop any any run game. Arizona game this year, and it, it's if Dallas doesn't get out to those early leads, they lose games. And and it's, I think mostly it's just because if they're up seven fourteen, teams got to pass, and then they can just pin their ears back a little bit and pressure with Micah and stuff. If you take that away from them, the, the defense is it's soft up the middle, and um, they just don't have. I don't think the depth defensively, and I know Dan Quinn gets a lot of credit, but that defense gets torched. And, like, you can't expect perfection from your quarterback at all times. you got to have a defense that can keep you in a goddamn game for a little while. Um, And they just couldn't. I I think Dak could have played perfect today, and I don't think it would have really mattered. The Packers scored on, what, their first five drives? Yeah. And some of that Dak, you know, through the pick – which was a nice play Alexander did. Um, and I know he had the pick six and everything, but man, oh man, it was just, you could tell, like the defense didn't get a stop. I'm, I mean, I, I didn't watch the whole game because I had to turn it off sometimes for my own sanity. But like, how many stops did they really get? Not many, not yeah. many. The Packers scored on like most of the, the times they needed to. Aaron Jones was a man possessed running the ball after it was like the first like five or six plays. The Cowboys were really good against the run. And then after that, Aaron Jones kind of had his way. And Jordan Love played a fucking fantastic football game. I know Bill and I, at the start of the year, we were super down on Jordan Love. Uh, About halfway through the year, I was super down on Jordan Love. And I'm sitting here today. I'm eating crow. The dude has been bawling his ass off. He played a great game today. He's been playing fantastic throughout the playoffs. And I don't know what else to say about him other than, you know, we went into the start of the year like questioning why they gave him the ex- the the one year extension for next year. And now I'm thinking to myself like, there's almost no doubt that they're going to put a big extension in front of him at the end of this off season. Like it was. He's been incredible lately, and he made in the first half like four or five great plays that either kept drives going or scored a touchdown. Um, I'm thinking of, uh, I I don't remember what the score was at the time, but they had just gotten backed up on the holding call down at the goal line, and he threaded one down to like the two to Dobbs that turned like what could have been a really bad situation for him into an an easy scoring chance on on second down, and then Jones punched it in. So, I mean, the Packers showed up, and sometimes that's just how the playoffs work, right? Like, one team is hot, and another team struggles, and all of a sudden, like, that snowball effect happens, and shit just starts going in the right way for one team and the wrong way for another. And I feel like that's exactly what happened today. Yeah, Green Bay just, like I said before, they've just been hitting it at the right point, and Love is playing his best football of the year at the perfect time. Because, we, like we said, there's been – there were some real flashes during the season, but there were a lot of down points in the season where I'm, I know I fucking piled on him, like <laughs> saying he was trash and shit. But like, I feel like as a Packers fan, you look at it through such like a critical eye. You know, you're used to seeing Favre and Rodgers. So when you watch him play, like, if he makes a mistake, you're like, Jesus Christ, this guy sucks. Like, uh, Rodgers would have made that play. And like, you have to kind of dial that back because you can't put people on that level but like when you watch love play you can see the the 3 years behind Rodgers is very much like 
in his style of play. These off-platform throws and the leaving his feet, and he is able to make those type of plays. And it's like what I was worried about was him wanting to do those type of things because he watched Rodgers do it, but not having the the ability to do it. Um, I mean, he's he's kind of shown that he can. So like I've I've been wrong on that. Like, he's playing way better than I thought he would. Yeah, I don't think there's maybe anything that, like, as a Packers fan, like, in the times in the last, I don't know, 10 years or so when you and I have been, like, really communicating about the Packers that we've been more wrong on is than Jordan Love. Yeah. And we were very right for the first, like, eight weeks of the season, and then something happened. I don't know what it was, and I'm trying not to get too ahead of myself. I was also, we're too. going to San Francisco next week, and this could get very ugly. There's been there's been a lot fast. of guys. There's been a lot of guys in the NFL who's had a, a good year, and then yeah. they're never heard from again. So, yep, I'm very like this is this has been great, but at the same time, like I I said this before, at some point he's going to come back down to earth because he's been playing incredible. I mean, if he keeps this up, he's a Hall of Fame quarter. The level of play he's at right now, yeah. if he keeps that up, he's Hall of Fame. So at some point, he's going to come back to earth, and you just hope that it's not so far back that he isn't good. You know, it just To maintain at least a level of this would be great. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, it's the whole thing that, like, nobody, unless you're, like, the Patrick Mahomes, the Aaron Rodgers, the Tom Brady's, like, nobody does this forever. And like you said, there's guys who have had, like, Tua had a great first half of the year and was slinging it all over. Like, he's come way back there. Like, you just hope that, like, when they come back down, it's just not they come way down. Yeah. And, you know, MJ probably, I mean, you feel the same thing with Dak probably. Like, mm -hmm. he has super highs. And then, you know, not to pile on you here today, but, like, today was a low for Dak. Like, and mm -hmm. it seems to happen, unfortunately for you, for Dak in the playoffs and the Cowboys in general. I know you yep. sent a text right before we started that the Texans have more playoff wins since 1995 than the Cowboys. They weren't a team in 1995. <laughs> Just so everyone's aware, in case you're not an NFL history guy, they came into around, like, what, 2001? Yeah, something like that with what? Uh, um, what was David the card? Carr. David Carr. David Carr. Dave. It's getting tight here, boys. Yeah, it's I mean, getting really it's tight. Just, it's an incredible thing, and like I don't want to take anything. Green Bay was much better prepared for this game, and like I, I, I just my biggest thing with the Cowboys is I think they have so much talent and everything, but they have these games, and they have these games where they don't. It's like they're not ready to go, and to me, like I don't know, it just feels like you have to be ready. Like you, if you have this twelve-win team, you gotta be ready. And I'm not saying like if they would have lost this game, thirty-one to twenty-eight or something. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. It's awful. But at least you're you're competitive throughout. But to the lose in the way they lose, especially this year, it's just, it's so disheartening. It, it's like you're either blowing teams out or you're getting blown out. There's no in between. Their closest games were like. The first time they played the Eagles, and that that's like the one I can think of that was actually close throughout. They were either blowing teams out or getting blown out, and it's just to me, it's a that's that kind of comes back to coaching, and I also think 
defensively, they're not as they're not near as good since the Diggs injury. Um, and I think that that came and really bit them tonight. And I'm not making excuses for Dak because Dak's there to stay, whether Cowboy fans like it or not. He's going to be there next year and probably the year after, um, unless something strange happens. So you just gotta you gotta try to put this thing in the right direction. Uh, speaking of people who are going to be there next year and the year after, what do you uh, what do you make of uh, all the stuff surrounding Mike McCarthy? There was kind of a feeling that coming into this year, he was maybe on the hot seat. And I think I don't know if I maybe I talked about it with Jeffy last week that it kind of felt like he was like, oh, if this is if this is the year that I'm on the hot seat, like I'm taking control, I'm going to call the plays, I'm going to be the guy in charge. Any uh, any feelings towards the the thought that they may uh, get rid of him this year and, and go somewhere else? Uh, I I don't think it's gonna. I don't think there's gonna be a change like that. I do think that Dan Quinn has a chance to be gone, just because I think teams will want to hire him as a head coach. Um, I think McCarthy did a decent job this year taking over the offense. The I the offense I don't necessarily believe is is truly the problem. Um, I do think they need another playmaker on the outside. I think Pollard's going to probably be gone. Um, but to me, you got you got some really nice pieces. Dak is a winnable quarterback. You can win with him. Um, but he needs help sometimes, too, I, I do believe. And it, because you know he's going to have games like today where it's just not all going to go perfectly. And you got to surround him with a team that can – keep a minute for a while. And I, I don't know if Mike McCarthy is capable of doing that. Um, but at the same time, I don't, I don't know if I'd get rid of him just because offensively it, it was a lot better this year. And who else are you going to get? <laughs> That's my biggest worry. Billy B. Oh man. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I did hear, I did read some, some things that said sources said that, um, it would a lot would be judged on the last game of the season for them, and if this is the judgment day, he's in he is in trouble. But I don't know how true that is either. So, yeah, it's it's hard to tell. Um, a lot of that's media, hard. just media hype. Like, oh, if McCarthy yeah. doesn't pull it off, he's got to go. You know. Because everyone always loves to push the thing like Jerry Jones won't wait around like he wants it now like I don't I don't know though I mean exact like what do you, who else are you gonna bring in Yeah, I really think the only like if they're gonna make a move on on McCarthy like the only guy they can go to is Belichick right like who else do you bring in that like feels like I don't think that upgrade. happens because of Jerry Jones. I did read some stuff, and again, it's like all these like NFL reporters, and like half of their thing is like, "Hey, if they just start driving, you know, clicks and you know, traffic to their stuff, it's like, oh, Bill Belichick and and Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones the, at NFL meetings, man, they're they're pretty tight." Like, so it's like it's hard to tell if that's for real or if it's just, yeah, you know. Some asshole uh, they, trying to they just spin they up a little say stuff. so much stuff and ho- they throw so much shit at the wall and see what sticks. You know, like yep. they they're just gonna say whatever, and then if 
eventually it becomes true. They can go back and be like, oh, yeah, we said that. We're the ones that, that broke that. But it's because they're saying a thousand things. Yeah, while I, we're talking. I would, be, I would be shocked if something like that happened. I would be shocked even if Mike McCarthy was fired. I would be. But I don't know. I would, I would also be surprised. Um, but while we're talking coaching, I think we got to talk Matt LaFleur. Like, this, you know, I, I know it's kind of a crazy thought to say that a 9-8 and eight season where they sneak into the playoffs is maybe his best coaching job of his career so far. But this is a team that I caught today. They said, other than Aaron Jones, nobody who was an offensive skill player had touched the ball in an uh, NFL playoff game today. And he, he wins a game in Dallas with the youngest team to ever make the NFL playoffs. They were 2-5 and five at one point this year. Everyone had pretty much written them off. It was, I know Bill and I were, were exchanging texts, like, are wins even worth it at this point? You know, <laughs> there was a point where... We were talking worst case scenario was they beat, they come out of that stretch that they ended up winning three games against the, the Lions and the, the Chiefs. It's like, oh, they're going to come out of that and win four of the five last games, and all of a sudden they're going to fuck up the draft pick. And now they're, they're heading to San Francisco, which, again, could be an absolute disaster. I mean, the, the 49ers are a good fucking football team. But all that said, Matt LaFleur maybe has put in his best year of coaching. He called an almost perfect game today. I mean, went to the the well with a couple of great play action calls at the right time. Uh, the, the the time they found Musgrave down the sideline was a perfect call. It was a little bit of a missed coverage by Dallas, but it seemed like the right call at the right time. Didn't, didn't pull any stupid shit like he has kind of been known to do, like trying to do a bunch of reverses or anything like that. I mean, Bill, th- this has to be like his – his best performance as a coach this last like 10, 11 weeks. Right. Yeah. I think he's, it seems like he's finally found like where he needs to be. Um, I know we've talked about this before, but those, those first few years with Rogers, isn't LaFleur younger than Rogers or, or maybe just like a couple years older. Like I think like a year or two older. So yeah, super close. I mean, those first few years, you could see there was not that they were butting heads, but you could see there were times that Rogers overruled Lafleur, mm-hmm. which is gonna when you've got an eighteen-year vet, future Hall of Famer quarterback, it's gonna happen. So I think we've talked about this before. In the sense that this is the first year that LaFleur's really been able to run his own offense. So this is this is who LaFleur is. This is what he wants to do. And yeah. he couldn't do that the first few years because Rodgers would check out his stuff. Rodgers would make audibles. Like Rodgers kind of did his own thing. Like he played within LaFleur's system, but did what he wanted to, basically. Um, so I think this is the first year you've seen LaFleur really kind of take the reins and run his own offense the way it should be run. I think a lot of that has to do with Jordan Love's success. He's playing in a system he's been in for three years. Um, And he's running it the way it's meant to be run. I mean, tonight was, I get, you could call it like a masterclass. The way he was setting up the play action, the run, the pass, the balance, it was, it was great. I mean, if, 
this game was what like decided kind of McCarthy's future. Like he got out coached tonight. Um, so like not great for him, but I mean, this, this really showed like LaFleur has definitely kind of taken control and there's absolutely, there's absolutely been points where like, I've been like, man, what the fuck is he doing? Like, and you just, you don't agree with what he's doing and it just doesn't make sense. But at the end of the day, they're, they're a playoff win team. So, you know, it's, it's been, it's been real impressive from him this year, especially with what he's working with. You know, like we said, the NFL loves to harp. The announcers love to harp on the fact that it's the youngest. Oh, these guys are all first and second year guys, but it's working. And those guys make a lot of mistakes. Young guys make a ton of mistakes and we've seen a lot of them. They've made a ton of mistakes this year and they made some mistakes tonight. Even that like, even though they were up, you and I were worried. We're like, Jesus Christ, they're going to let them back in this game because they keep doing this and that. But yeah, man, he's done. He's done a great job. I know we've talked in the past about like, Jesus Christ, is he, is he the right guy? But I don't know. You keep, you keep doing this and then you can't argue it anymore. You know, like he's, he's the dude, he's almost like the same thing with Jordan Love. Like, is he going to be the guy? Is he not going to be the guy? He shows flashes. I mean, they're, they're both just clicking right now. So it's hard to argue anything against them. Yeah. And that's the, the, the kind of the big thing to like, you have to take a big step back at this moment. It's like, yeah, we're all excited. We just got a big playoff win. You know, we're probably going to San Francisco and going to get, fucking run Slaughter. out of the building. Slaughter. But um but like you do have to consider this year a success. Like nobody with any brains really thought that this was gonna happen. You know, somebody may have like I know like Dan Orlovsky was like, oh the Packers are gonna win the division and you and I were like, what the fuck is he talking about? Like that's ludicrous. But at the same time you do have to sit back and be like, this is a successful season mm-hmm. that not a lot of people saw coming that was you know, a season that they, they could have punted on, like, early. They could have, like, made some trades that, you know, you and I kind of talked about. Like, maybe they should trade Jones was, like, a very big topic that you and I were, like, batting back and forth. And they didn't, and they kept going, and they figured out a way to do it. So I think LaFleur has locked himself in for, you know, obviously next year, but probably even the year after that, unless next year's a total debacle. But it's 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 really shown a lot about, their ability to grow and understand like the team they have in front of them. And that a lot of these guys are coming back. There's going to be a bunch of cap space available next year. I know a bunch of that is probably going to end up going to Jordan love. I would imagine they extend him in some sort of serious way in the off season, but it's hard to sit back at the end of this year. And I was, I was thinking this, even if they were going to lose this week, that like, it's hard to sit back and be like, Oh, this was a failure of a year. Like this is, this was a big step in the right direction. So, I mean, I don't even know where I was going with all that. But. Well, there's there's something that can be said for – I know you and I get frustrated because Green Bay is a conservative franchise. Traditionally, they've always been very conservative. They don't make big, splashy moves. But, you know, there's something to be said about the fact that they do – they give their quarterbacks time to develop. Mm-hmm. They stick with coaches even when, you know, things are shaky. In that kind of stability, I guess, and I guess I've never really 
thought about it in the way I have. Because, like, I mean, you and I were like, we wanted a Super Bowl every year with Rodgers. It was like, get rid yeah. of McCarthy. Get a coach in here that'll win us a Super Bowl. Get a big yeah, time make free the move, agent. Like, like trade we wanted somebody. all those big, splashy moves to win a Super Bowl. But even though, like, there's only been a couple Super Bowls, there's continued success every year. They're They're never bottom of the barrel. And I think, you know, like there's something to be said there with the amount of time they give, you know, they develop players, they give coaches a chance. They're not quick to pull the trigger and get rid of people, which sometimes we think sucks. Like fucking Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator, wanted that dude fired four, three, three, four weeks ago. The defense has played great the last few, like few weeks. So it's like, what? I don't know, man, they stick with people and, you know, it just it seems to to work out most of the time, but yeah, we we bitch as much about the fact that like there's no actual owner of the Packers, obviously, and it's it's kind of like a run by committee thing. I know there's you know a, a general manager and a president of football operations, but like there's no Jerry Jones, like the Cowboys. It's like just go get this guy. Like we're trying to win this year, and that was kind of something you and I always bitched about. Like that there's no owner to be like. Hey, we've got Rodgers for like what, maybe two, three more years. You know, we've been saying that for forever. Yeah, we like, want to get sell somebody. Out. Make a trade. Go, go up in the draft. Pick up, pick up some, you know, stud young wide receiver. And they don't do it. And you know, I think, like you said, we kind of have to sit back here and and kind of admit, in a sense, that we were wrong. I mean, I don't think I was like wrong in the aspect that I was like, oh, I want to win with Rodgers, and, like, we should go for it now. Like, in hindsight, if they had sold out yeah, and I'm tried not to go win with Rodgers. They could have made I'm some moves gonna... and done a little more yeah. with Rodgers, but the conservative thing hasn't. Like, it's led to it some hasn't success, failed but also, completely. Too, I think it has been a problem at times. Yes. Like, there, there's definitely problems by the fact that they didn't kind of sell out and go for it with Rodgers. But, like, this is the flip side, that, like, there's a continuation of like success that it keeps going and that there's another team in the playoffs and there's another young quarterback and there's a bunch of young wide receivers. So at the same time, like I don't want to backtrack on like the things I said before that like they should have sold out with Rogers. Cause I'm never going to backtrack on that. Like no, me neither. Rogers was a generational quarterback and everybody knew it. So like, I'm still standing by the fact that they should have sold out with Rogers, but I do have to like kind of play six one way, half dozen the other, and be like, okay, I kind of understand what they did, and like yeah. see that they did set up a path to the future. That's it. I still wish they would have fucking sold that with Rodgers, but yeah, me too. You know. Um. Okay. I think we hit it all, boys. I mean, is there anything else that we missed in this kind of kind of recap? I mean, the the fucking Green Bay Packers are going on in the fucking playoffs. They're moving on. MJ is distraught over there. MJ. <laughs> I feel like we've shut you out for a while here. Uh, okay. Anything you want to jump back in with? No, it's nice to hear uh, some of my good friends being happy. <laughs> That's nice. Dude. It's really, it's really nice. It's really nice. I will say, dude, I, I, I feel bad for Dak. I'm, I'm a big fan of Dak. I really like Dak, and it sucks that it was against Green Bay, but. So, like, my family and MJ, like, I grew up around Cowboys fans. So I've always rooted for the Cowboys, and I like the Cowboys. Had Green Bay not been playing Dallas tonight, I would have been cheering Dallas on, you know, full-heartedly. 
Um, so it does kind of suck because I will say, I think Dallas had a much better chance of beating San Francisco than Green Bay will. Yeah. So it was like, it was a tough spot because, you know, I, I'd love to see Dallas go on and do well just for MJ and my family, like everyone that likes them. And I like them too, but it sucks. They got matched up against Green Bay. Green Bay's hot right now, but Green Bay's going to get their ass beat by San Francisco. <laughs> and I feel like Dallas at least had a chance to beat San Fran. So it kind of fucking sucks. Cause I feel like, yeah, it's awesome. Green Bay got the win, but we're, we're sending San Fran to the Super Bowl from the NFC. Most likely, yeah. No, no, I'll just say this real quick. I know, Wally, I think you just you caught maybe a message there. Is that what I'm saying? Yeah, we got a message. Right. Uh, um, uh, just, just real quick, though. Um, it, it's just it's that feeling of, like, when is this ever going to end? You know, like, it's just like, when when is this 10, these 9, 10, 11, 12 win seasons ever going to, like, actually, like, end up being fun? Because it's every year, it's just a first round, maybe a second round loss. And the, the maybes, like, it's four playoff wins in the last 25 years, man. Like, it, haven't it's been to the Haven't been to the NFC title game since, what, 95 or 96, the year yeah. they won the Super Bowl, right? It, yeah, it's just, it's not, it's, it almost just feels like the 17, 18 weeks of the regular season is just kind of a waste. Like it, so it's it's always tough, and that's why I always mention to you guys like how fun it is because yeah, the Packers are usually always competitive with like occasional down years, but at least they got to the dance a few times. They've been in nine, what is it, nine NFC championships in the last however many years. Is yeah, I mean, there were a few over the like last handful. Of, I mean, with Rodgers, yeah. a few. So I mean, yeah, Rogers was there. Even and... just to get to that far, the Cowboys can't even get there. So it's it's like one of those things, like Packers fans and Steelers fans. You guys have it pretty well when it comes to like you're always competitive and sure you don't make big flashy like trades and stuff, but it's it it works. Yeah, I feel the like uh, ain't working. They're not Packer, working. Packers fans and Cowboys fans have a little something similar, but. Uh... <laughs> I almost feel like the roles were reversed this year. Usually Green Bay is like a favorite coming into the playoffs and they lose yeah. when they shouldn't. It was nice to be to on MJ, the other side of it for once. I did say to MJ that the only thing that the Packers have going for them in like the past 10, 11 years, for, dating back to that Super Bowl win, except for the year that they lost to the Giants, they've won all the games they're like supposed to win. And have kind of lost with toss-up games, you know, essentially the NFC title games or the years when they haven't been as great. And, you know, they've lost to the the Cardinals on that Larry Fitzgerald play and shit like that. Uh, but unfortunately for the Cowboys, they've lost the games they're supposed to win. Like today, that that was a game they're supposed to win. Yeah. Um, and uh, a, a longtime listener, uh, also a, a contributor to the show. Ethan E. Sexton said, uh, Dak should have stopped saying, yeah, here we go, when they were down 30. How do you feel about that, MJ? It's it's his cadence, man. I, I don't Keep know. Up. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I'm not I'm not ever going to bash that, man. I say that, like, anytime. Like, I'm a teacher, and I'm, like, in my classrooms. Here we go. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> I just, I do it all the time. So, I love it. I don't know. 
I'm a Dak guy, man. You know that. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna support him. Um, but whatever. They suck. They're trash. It's another wasted year. I'm tired of it. I'm gonna drink a couple more beers so I can sleep better tonight, and uh, we'll see what happens. All right, gentlemen. Well, I really appreciate you guys coming on here. Uh, last minute notice to go live, so uh, I'll leave it. I'll leave you guys with some just some final thoughts. Uh, MJ, why don't you lead us off? Anything you want to just leave us with here today? No, I think that's the best way to put it. The Cowboys suck. I'm I'm happy for you guys, but I also hate both of you. And <laughs> um, yeah, just now I get ready for the draft. Yeah. Well, the man, draft you'll be back. Guy, you love it. You're the I draft guy. It. You are the OWH official draft expert, so we'll, we'll have you back for that, no doubt. Yep. Uh, Thanks. Big Cat, what do you got to leave us with? <laughs> uh, Go ahead, Bill. Hit us with something. Yeah, Big Cat, what do you got to leave us with? No. Hey, I got nothing for you. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. It'll it'll be short lived. It'll end next week. But it's it's been fun, dude. It's been a lot of fun watching this Packers team that shouldn't have been good. Be good. It's it's been fun. Yeah, the last four or five weeks has been fun. So I'm just gonna leave you guys with this. The helmet's back. Let's go. Go Big back ass head out of that thing. Big Woo! ass head fucking your brain. Get out of here. The Detroit Lions have now won their first playoff game and thirty Two years, 1991. Yours truly, not born, not born the last time the the Detroit Lions won a playoff game. Uh, they snuck it in under the wire uh, by a couple months. But, uh, yeah, yours truly, not on the planet Earth uh, the last time the Detroit Lions uh, won a playoff game. Um, the Lions get a, a stop uh, on a third and long and late in the game, and the Rams decide to punt and try and have their defense get the stop. Uh, does not work. Does not work. Uh, they got knocked out of field goal range. Uh, I didn't watch a ton of the game. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was I was still kind of buzzing from the uh, from the Packers game. It was awesome. Uh, so the the Lions though, uh, I think they all they. I mean, it was kind of a shootout early, and then kind of slowed down in the second half. Um, that's just quick quick spin through the statties. Yeah, they only scored nine points total in the second half. Two field goals from uh, L.A. and uh, one field goal from the, the Lions. Stafford, both the quarterbacks played good. Stafford went 365 for two tutties, no interceptions. Jared Goff, 277, one touchdown. Puka. Oh, yeah, Puka set another record. He had nine catches, uh, 181 yards, and a touchdown. That was another, uh, where are we at here? Uh, rookie receiving yards in a single uh, playoff game. Uh, DK Metcalf had 160 back in 2020, uh, but now Puka Puka holds that too. So going into Monday, uh, the 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 not the matchups aren't set, but the times when games will be. The Packers will play Saturday night. They will head out to uh, to San Fran or Santa Clara, I think where it actually is, and play the uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Of course, 8:15 uh, Eastern on Fox. Earlier that day, the Texans will play either the Ravens or the Chiefs. That is all dependent on what happens in the Bills and Steelers game. Uh, the winner of the Bills and Steelers game will play Sunday at 6.30 p.m. I love it. 
that they start doing this. They start doing three and six thirties instead of like four thirties and eights. Oh, I fucking love it. So the the winner of the the Bills and Steelers uh, plays at on Sunday. If the Bills win, they host the Chiefs. If the Steelers win, they go to the Ravens. That that you know that determines the the game with the Texans. And then the Eagles and Buccaneers will play. Uh, Eagles or Buccaneers will play at the Lions at three p.m. Uh, of a virtue of the Packers beating the Cowboys for the Lions is they now get to host a second playoff game. So that's pretty cool. Pretty cool for them. Um, all right. We'll have more football uh, as soon as the Monday night stuff continue, c- concludes. So here we go into that. Monday night recap coming at you. Uh, the game is not officially over here on uh, Monday night football of super wild card weekend. Uh, but the uh, the Buccaneers have just gone up uh, 31 to nine, is that what it is? I, I, every time I look, it just gets worse for the Eagles. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just been it's been a route. The weekend of routes uh, is coming to a close. Uh, sorry, thirty two to nine, thirty two to nine. But yeah, the weekend of routes is coming to a close. Uh, the Eagles will go down. They will lose six of their final seven games. They came in as uh, an eleven and six team. Had lost five of the six. Or, regular last break ah five of their last six regular season games sorry they've got me all uh, tied up in uh, tongue twisters here uh 10 and one the philadelphia eagles got to 10 and one this year and then just it fell apart uh their, their defense was terrible their offense uh shrunk uh jalen hurts is currently getting sacked with five minutes and 12 seconds left in the game and what an absolute debacle for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, on the bright side, the Flyers won tonight. They move into second place in the division. Uh, they're only two points back of the Rangers. Uh, they do have a couple games. Uh, there are a couple games ahead of the Rangers in the schedule. I think they've played 44 and the Rangers have played 42. Uh, but still, uh, what a what a year for the Flyers. I mean, a team that most people pick to be shitty. Uh, but, but back to football. Like I said, the weekend of blowouts, the, the Eagles are going down. Uh, the Buffalo Bills got out early to a big lead. The Steelers tried to make it interesting. Uh, there was a, a point where it was 14-0. The Steelers threw an interception in the end zone, uh, and it just kind of all went downhill from there. Uh, again, they did come back and make it a little interesting after that. Uh, but uh, in, in, other route, in other news and blowouts, uh, Donald Trump on a, a blowout in the Iowa uh, prelims. Uh, prelims is not what it is called. It's the Iowa caucuses. What's the word? Preliminary. Um, prelims? No, it's not prelims. What's it? Whatever it is. Uh, Donald Trump projected to get about 51% of the vote, 21% for Ron DeSantis, and then 19% of the voters who are obviously idiots have decided to vote for Nikki Haley. Uh who is just Hillary, again, Hillary, Hillary Clinton in a red dress. Uh, but uh, no more on that. Uh, so we're set for for next weekend to football. I mean, not officially, but, I mean, this thing's over. There's four minutes left. Uh, next week on Saturday to kick us off, the 4.30 game, the, 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 the Texans, the upstart Texans are going to head to Baltimore to face the number one seed, uh, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Ravens obviously 
we got two cases of number one seeds resting their guys in week 18 now in the NFL. There's a lot of precedents where this has not gone well for teams. And as a fan of the Green Bay Packers, who, you know, as we know, beat the Dallas Cowboys, Jordan Love, again, maybe the best quarterback in the league the last nine games. I mean, I found that I saw this stuff today. In, in his last nine, in the last nine games for Jordan Love, he's gone 212 of 300 for 2,422 yards, 21 passing touchdowns, one interception. That's a 70.7% completion percentage, 8.1 yards per attempt, 116.6 passer rating. Eight of those games were multiple touchdowns, no interceptions, and 100-plus uh, passer rating, and the Packers were 7-2. and two. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. I hope I haven't lost connection here. It almost looks like I have. I swear to God, if I lose connection right now, I'm going to kill somebody. Uh, but, yeah, so we're set for the NFL uh, divisional round playoffs. Maybe my favorite sports weekend of the year. And we got the, the Texans at the Ravens on Saturday in the early game. The Packers head to the 49ers for the night game. That's going to be a tough one for them. And then the the Lions will host the Bucks now in my favorite setup in football, the 3 o'clock early game, and then the Chiefs and the Bills in the second game of the divisional round on Sunday. They, they uh, kick off at 6.30. I love it. I can't wait. I'm super pumped. I love football. Flyers update time. Uh, good week. Good week for the Flyers. Uh, got off to a rough start on Monday. Uh, the Penguins just kind of beat the shit out of them, really. Uh, but, hey, after that, bounce back. Bounce back strong. Uh, a win over the Canadians, the Montreal Canadiens, uh, on Wednesday. On Wednesday. Um, I made a note about it. Did I make it? Yeah, they were out shooting the shit out of the Canadians. They hit the post five times in in regulation. Uh, they get it to overtime. Uh, end up hitting the post again in the shootout, but then do come out with a shootout win. Uh, so it was... It was a it was a solid solid battle against the Canadians to, to pick up that win. Then on Friday night, Friday night, they play the Minnesota Wild. They're down three to one midway through the third. Let me see if I can find the timestamps on this. Uh, end up coming back, tying it to send it to overtime, where they pick up uh, pick up the win there uh, in overtime. Uh, but a real battle there because they were. It was looking bad, man. It was looking real bad. Uh, they went down 3-1 uh, early in the third, uh, about five minutes in, give or take. Uh, ended up uh, tying it up, and then Joel Farabee uh, scores in overtime. And then last night, last night, Saturday night, uh, I'm recording on a Sunday, uh, on short uh, a short rest, I, I think they were saying they didn't get bet to bed till like 3 o'clock last night. Uh, they head to the division-leading uh, Winnipeg Jets, uh, where Cam Atkinson gets off the schneid. 26 games it had been without a goal for, for Mr. Atkinson. He said, let's make it a double today. Uh, he is the the two goals scored were both him. Uh, and the Flyers shut out the, the, the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Sam Erickson with the, uh, the shutout. I think like 36 saves, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 35 saves. 35 saves. Uh, so uh, a good week, three wins for the for the Flyers. They are 
They're sitting in third in the division still. They held on to that. They got the the, the Hurricanes uh, did catch them a little bit. The Islanders really blew one. That was good for us, though. Um, so last 10 games, they've picked up 12 points, 5-3-2, uh, and two, so 5-5 five and five overall. But, hey, still uh, still hanging in there. Only two games back, two points back, rather, of the Rangers in first place. Uh, they have played a couple more games than the Rangers and have played one more game than both the Hurricanes and Islanders, who are on either side of them in the division. Uh, a couple more than the the Devils and Capitals as well, who are the, the next closest teams. Uh, so, you know, they, they do have a little bit of a game advantage because they, you know, they've had the opportunity to win some games. But, hey, 23-14-6, and six, so 23-20, and 20, uh, winners of three in a row after things were getting a little little funky. Uh, it's, it's a week coming up that's not going to be the easiest. Uh, starts with uh, – with finishing up this road trip in St. Louis uh, against the Blues, you know, uh, not a bad team. Forty-four points from the Blues uh, so far this year. So, you know, in comparison, like the Flyers have fifty-two, so not great, but not bad. Uh, then from there on Thursday, they start a little home stretch. We got the the Dallas Stars coming into town on Thursday, and again, Dallas Stars are a solid team. Uh, they have fifty-five points on the year. They're third in the the Western Central Division. Uh, real solid team there. Uh, then on Saturday, we got a little matinee, a Saturday matinee, uh, the Avalanche, who some people are, are can, calling one of the best teams in the league. I know I saw a video of the, the Spit and Chicklets guys. It was like the Jets, the Avalanche, uh, the Canucks were the discussion on who's the best team out West. So I believe that's what it was. So, I mean, that's another tough game. And then they finish up uh, Sunday against the Ottawa Senators, the the, the dreadful Ottawa Senators. So, there, there's a game at the end of that that they need to win. Uh, it's it's a lot it's a lot happening. The Senators only 30 points. I believe that is. Oh, sorry. The Blackhawks have 26 points and the Sharks have 23. Okay, the, the Senators at 30 aren't as bad as I thought. Look at this. The Kraken and the Edmonton Oilers have just been peeling off games. The Edmonton Oilers have won 10 games in a row and the Kraken have won nine. And they're 9-0-1 in their last 10. Look at that. Any other win streaks? The Flyers with the three-game win streak looks like about the next best run. Yes, yes. Uh, a bunch of people at three, but wow. Uh, look at this. The LA Kings. Losers of eight straight. Eight straight losses. Not even the, the one and nine over their last 10 San Jose Sharks have lost that many. Um, so, oh no, tough week coming up for the Flyers, but they performed well last week. Uh, Jamie Drysdale, I think, has fit in pretty well. Uh, again, I'm an idiot, so I don't really know. Uh, but that little punk cutter Garthier, I don't even know if I'm saying his name right, but fuck him. He's out of here. Said, see you later. We don't want you. Go somewhere else, you loser. What a dick. What a dick. Um, all right, let's let's uh, let's keep rolling. Let's go over to uh, the hardwood, some hoops, the Tar Heels, uh, Tar Heels, uh, another uh, undefeated week. Two more games in the uh, in the win column for them. Uh, a good win at NC State on uh, that was Wednesday night. Wednesday night they picked up a good win. Uh, kind of led all throughout, but it was a tight one. It was a tight one. Um, R.J. Davis again leads the team. Uh, Sixteen points, four rebounds. Uh, Ellie Cadeau dishing the ball well. Six assists. Six assists. Um, my guy, Harrison Ingram, this guy, I love this guy, 19 boards, 19 boards, 19 boards, crazy, crazy. I think you found that now that the team's playing a little better, 
and there's more options, you'll see Armando Baycott's not like this just unbelievable score. I mean, he had, he had nine points. I'm not trying to trash the guy. I'm just saying when you have options that you can go to where you don't have to just try and force it to him, that there are, uh, there are other ways to go about it. And then Saturday afternoon, uh, it was bad news bears for the Syracuse Orange. It was a route. 103 to 67, uh, 52 to 30 at halftime, and it didn't get any better. Uh, just got worse. Yeah, just just ran him out of the gym, man. I mean, contributions from everywhere. I mean, if you're going to score 103 points, I mean, you get 16 from Baycott, 22 from Davis, Jalen Withers and Jalen Washington off the bench, uh, catching some double digits, 10 and 11 each. Um, Cormac Ryan's got got nine points in there. I mean, just just spreading it around and just the 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 orange were no match for the heels, just no match at all. Now, uh, just looking at the schedule, the heels don't play another ranked opponent until they they host Duke on February third. Um, they've moved all the Duke games to that Friday slot or that Saturday slot at like five thirty five yeah six thirty Eastern five thirty Central. Uh, but yeah. It's uh, ooh, five-star recruit Caleb Wilson will officially visit for UNC Duke game. Hopefully Duke can uh, fuck off and Carolina can take care of business. Yeah, so they only play – they only have games against ranked teams three more times the rest of the season. The two games against Duke and then uh, hosting Clemson, who they beat already once this year. So it's set up for them to, to put a lot of wins in. They're currently seventh in the country, I don't think – the top 25 has come out just yet. Um, I think that comes out later today. Let me see here. Click on this. Updated January 8th. Ooh, it might not even come out till Monday. Might not even come out till Monday. Uh, Kentucky. Did Kentucky end up winning or losing? The Kentucky Wildcats were in a game with Texas A&M. And I, yeah, Texas A&M beat them. So they're probably going to jump Kentucky. Uh, I don't know what happened. Let's see, Tennessee, UConn, Kansas, Houston, and Purdue. I don't know what else happened with them if those guys played uh, this past week, this past Saturday or not. Let me let me let me take a little look, see, a little look, see. Let's look around. Wisconsin was in a good one with Northwestern. Tennessee uh, had a tough one against Georgia. They beat them. Uh, Kansas beat Oklahoma in a game I couldn't find on TV, and I was looking through. Uh, some stuff as I was watching a fight this morning. I think they were. I think that might have been on uh, ESPN Plus. Arizona goes down to Washington State. Caleb Love, former Tar Heel, with a big game, big game, twenty-eight points, eight rebounds, three assists. Houston, TCU tipped down Houston. So uh, yeah, there's some there's some movement for Carolina to slide up. They're probably going to get by Kentucky. Uh, I don't know if Houston will fall all the way below them, but there there's some room to get up in in Arizona, who who had started off quite hot. They seem to be on a bit of a bit of a tough stretch here. Let's let's find the the Wildcats. Wildcats. Arizona, eight and four now. Eight and four, six and four in their last ten. They had just reeled off. They'd lost to Stanford not long ago. Man, they give up some points. They score some points too, but I mean, Florida Atlantic scored 96 against them. Uh, in a win over Cal, they scored 100, but gave up 81. They gave up 100 to Stanford. Wow, they 
people, you can score some points. Wisconsin scored 73 points against them. Goodness gracious. This team's going to score, but you're going to have their chances at them too. So, uh, yeah, all right. I uh, I think I'm good on this one. So let's uh, let's keep this party rolling. Time for some passing thoughts. Uh, I don't have a ton of passing thoughts this week, so uh, I, I will I will uh, do something else, something new here, something new, something I've never done before. But uh, quick passing thought stuff. Uh, Nick Saban is retiring. Bill Belichick is out, and Pete Carroll all done. Uh, pretty crazy. Uh, a quick stat for for Bill Belichick. He had a team that was ranked first in the nation in 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, and 2022. Uh, that's not happening again, people. Not by a long shot. Uh I also saw that uh, Nikki Haley is like really close to uh, pulling and almost winning. What are we doing? What are we doing? Nikki Haley sucks. She's the worst. She's awful. She's fucking Hillary Clinton in a red dress. Like fucking, what are we doing, people? Nikki fucking Haley? God, awful. Awful. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, it's been cold as shit here, and we've gotten in the past week something like 18 inches of snow. I bought a uh, snowblower about two, maybe three years ago. I, I went through one winter at, after I bought my house, and it sucked shoveling. So I was like, this ain't fucking happening again. I bought the snowblower. That winter, I think I used it twice, and I didn't really even need to use it both of those times. This winter, I'm super thankful. So, yeah, that would have been 20 to 21 that I didn't have. Then 21, to, this is the th 21 to 22 that I did have. This might be the third year I've had it, but it's coming in handy because there was a lot of snow these last uh, this last week here, and it's uh, been super, super helpful to have. Uh, I did uh, break the pull start on it, so thankfully it has an electric start to it as well. Uh, watch, I watched Meet the Fockers for the first time. I'd seen Meet the Parents a ton of times. I'd never seen Meet the Fockers. Uh, Dustin Hoffman is absolutely fantastic in that movie. Uh, good movie, but Dustin Hoffman is by far the best part. Uh, also, the roommate and I have been watching Friends. I've never watched Friends start to finish. I've seen probably every episode. Uh, there's some things I don't really remember, but one thing I've been noticing a lot, Rachel is an absolute bitch to Ross. They were on a break. They were on a break. All right. So I said, that, that's really all I have for passing thoughts today. I don't have much beyond that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the Daily Dozen, and we'll share the screen, and we'll just go through that. So let's do the Daily Dozen here. I always like to start up in the top left corner here. Uh, during the first Nickelodeon-hosted NFL playoff game, this Chicago Bears player became the first person to win the MVP award despite losing... 21 to 9 during the wild card weekend. The fucking Bears made the playoffs in 2001? What? Huh? We're going to have to skip that and come back. In 2003, this American League team won a horrific 43 and 192. I think it was starting pitchers Mike Morath, Jeremy Bonder. Yeah, and Nate Corhone losing set. Jeremy Bonder, I think he played for the Detroit Tigers. Yes. Yes. 
known for an intense defensive pressure referred to as 40 minutes. Oh, that's no. Oh yeah. Arkansas, Nolan Richardson, Nolan Richardson coached this SEC school from 1985 to 2002, leading to, to three final fours on a national title. Yeah. Arkansas, Arkansas, snacks and candy. <clears throat> the standard version of this brand of hot chip comes in a purple bag and has flavor varieties such as Fuego, Blue Heat, and Nitro. Is that Takis? Takis. Takis, right? Takis. 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 Music. Baby, can't you see I'm calling? A guy like you should wear a warning. It's dangerous. I'm falling. Our lyrics from what? 2003, Britney Spears. Oh, I'll come back to that one. Uh, Anne Hathaway played a recent college grad turned assistant for a powerful fashion magazine editor played by Meryl Streep in this 2006 dramedy uh, that is The Devil Wears Prada, if I'm not mistaken. It sure is. Television. Uh, known Running for 13 episodes in 2007, this critically panned ABC sitcom was based and developed on characters from Geico T Insurance TV commercials. Wait, wait, wait a second. They've been playing these commercials with the caveman recently. Is it the cave, the cavemen? Ooh. Well, it's not thigh, Thai cave rescue. I don't think that. Is it walking with cave? Is it just cavemen? Let's go with cavemen. This is a guess here. Oh, mama. Oh, mama, I'm hot today. Among cities beginning with the letter P, Plano is the largest U.S. city in the central time zone by population and resides in what state? Well, Plano's in Texas. Saying it's the largest U.S. city in the central time zone that starts with P, or it's, the lar it's not the largest city in the central time zone, that's Chicago. But Plano is in Texas. All right. First Nickelodeon hosted NFL playoff game. The Chicago Bears player became the first person to win the MVP award, despite losing twenty-one to nine. I mean, Justin Fields. I don't know. I didn't even know they made the fucking playoffs that year. Man, baby, can't you see I'm falling? A guy like yeah, I don't know. What? It's hit me, baby, one more time. It's too early. Uh. Lucky? Is it Lucky? Lucky's a Britney Spears song. Oh, we got some. <clears throat> we'll, we'll circle back. Oh, I need to zoom in. Can I zoom in? Am I able to? How do you zoom? There we go. Zoom this bitch in. Well, that's Gosling. But who else is it? Who else is it ryan gosling this one's really great for you listeners of the pod i'm looking at a picture oh no oh i can't type now i gotta zoom out oh it's um banks is there any banks elizabeth banks no <laughs> What's not? Uh, music. Um, baby, can't you see I'm calling? A guy like you should wear a warning. 
it's dangerous. I'm falling. Wait, falling? Falling. Falling. Catch me, I'm falling. That's got to be it. That was not it. Um, let's double dip the NFL. Chicago Bears player, Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack. Let's go with that. Khalil Mack? No. <laughs> All right. What were the answers? The NFL player was Mitch Trubisky. Titty lover. Uh, the celebrity was Ryan Gosling and Julia Roberts. Why did Julia Roberts have blonde hair? Bullshit. Uh, answer for the Britney Spears song, Toxic. Don't you know that I'm toxic? I've already got that. Uh, all right. That's, uh, that's all I got for passing thoughts today. Let's uh, go close this thing up. Closing time, everybody. Uh, first off, just want to say thank you to everybody. Uh, thank you, everybody watching and listening. I appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you for to producer Kevy for uh, for helping me out as always. Uh, thank you to Bill, uh, the big cat, and uh, MJ for coming on. Especially MJ, he had to endure through that uh, with us and as a kind of a, a second beating. Uh, so thank you guys. Uh, appreciate everybody. Back next week, obviously more playoff football. The Green Bay Packers live to play another day. Uh, I, I think, unfortunately, we're going to have a rough one. But uh, Green Bay Packers place, we'll be back to talk about that. College basketball. I might even start looking at uh, some golf. I don't even know who won the golf last night. Um, but that's the way it is. But I may even see some golf. So back next week. Uh, appreciate all you guys. Till then, peace. Uh -huh. Uh -huh.